Welcome to the June 8th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 8, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you would give them the revelation that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he loves each and every one of us. This is Proverb 8, beginning in verse 1. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the high hill, beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates, at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things one may desire cannot be compared with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine, and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields, or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. 
when he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters would not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. I'm going to spend just about a minute on verse number 7. It says, For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. I'm going to remind you that God hates lying. That's found in Proverbs also. But I just want to draw your attention to a recent study from the University of Wisconsin at La Crosse from a faculty member there, and it reveals some new information about lying. And I'm going to give you two pieces of information. Basically, it says about 75% of people lie on a daily basis. However, the majority of those people lie only between zero and two times per day. So even though that's not really a good statistic, it is promising because the majority of people that do lie um, don't lie a lot, although God hates lying. But This was encouraging as well, and it says 89% of lies was in the category of little white lies, and 11% were classified as big lies. So an example of a little white lie would be um, that you tell somebody something just because they want to hear it. In other words, do you like my shirt? And you say, yes, I do, even though you don't. But the big category would be something major, such as I say somebody telling somebody they love somebody when they don't. So that obviously is definitely something that you should not do. But I thought that was a little bit encouraging statistic. Um, that's all I'm going to talk about on that verse today. We're going to go back, and I'm going to basically close out... Um, my series of what we've talked about with Abraham and with Isaac, and now we are talking about Jacob. And we are going to go back to chapter 35 of Genesis, and um, I'm going to begin in verse 9. So there's a lot of information covered in this chapter, so I'm going to go through the end of the chapter, and I will go into detail on a number of these issues. 
first beginning with verse 9. Then God appeared to Jacob again, when he came from Paden Aram, and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob any more, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac I give to you, and to your descendants after you I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering on it, and he poured oil on it. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him Bethel. Now the first event we're going to talk about is the death of Rachel. Then they journeyed from Bethel. And when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel labored in childbirth, and she had hard labor. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was as her soul was departing, for she died, that she called his name Benoni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. And Jacob set a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. And it happened when Israel dwelt in that land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard about it. So now we are going to review the twelve sons of Jacob. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. So Leah had six sons for Jacob. The sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin, and Benjamin was the twelfth and final son of Jacob, and because of that, Rachel died when she gave birth to Benjamin. Rachel's maidservant were Dan and Naphtali, and the sons of Zilpah, Leah's maidservant, were Gad and Asher. So these were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Paden Aram. So these are the twelve sons of Jacob, and as I told you last week, um, these are going to be the leaders of the twelve tribes of Israel that you are going to hear about over and over again in the Old Testament. And finally, we come to the death of Isaac. Then Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, or Kirjath Arba, which is Hebron, 
where Abraham and Isaac had dwelt. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years. So Isaac breathed his last and died, and was gathered to his people, being old and full of days. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. So there's a number of things I'd kind of like to go over here. So first of all, in, chap- in verse 9 and 10, God is validating the change of name from Jacob to Israel. And I will say that throughout the rest of Genesis, the name Jacob and Israel are used interchangeably. But God was specific about this because two separate times he told him that his name was no longer going to be Jacob, but now it was going to be called Israel. Okay, when we go to verse 11, it says, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply, a nation and a company of nations. So this name, God Almighty, is often referred to as El Shaddai. So this is the third use of that name in Genesis. He also used that in chapters 17 and 28. So he uses his great name to attest the strong relationship that he had with Jacob. I also wanted to refer you to the fact that he is going to bless Jacob. And he said, all of the land that I had told Abraham that he would give him and that I had given Isaac, he confirms once again that that will be Jacob's land as well. So let's just go back over what we learned today. Rachel died in childbirth. So let's recall that Rachel is Jacob's favorite wife. And so he's going to still be with Leah. But Rachel, the love of his life, is now gone. So for the remainder of Genesis, Jacob is going to basically be on his own. Okay, so we went over a review of the 12 sons. So Leah had six of those, Rachel had two of those, and each of the maidservants, the maidservant of Rachel gave him two sons, and the maidservant of Leah also gave him two sons. And I wanted to make one more reference to the death of Isaac, because remember way back, when Jacob had fooled Isaac and lied to him about being Esau. And so the blessing came on Jacob rather than Esau that he lived an additional 20 years. So yes, his eyesight had been dim and he did have problems with his eyesight and yet God blessed him with long life. If you live to be 180 years old, you're doing pretty well. And the final thing I'm going to say about chapter 35 is that Esau and Jacob were together when they buried their father. So um, even though during a majority of their life they had been at odds 
and basically enemies against each other, that at the end, when their father was laid to rest with his ancestors, that Esau and Jacob were together and they were in agreement about, you know, what to do with their dad. So anyway, um, I hope that blesses you. And if any of you have missed any of those um, accounts of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, I think I've spent a total of about five podcasts on this particular group. But I think it's very important that I establish that because a lot of times in the Old Testament says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So I have been very uh, purposeful in going over these in detail, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So hopefully you've enjoyed those. I will never close a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there are any of you that have never taken that step, I encourage you to do that today. If you would simply repeat this prayer after me, um, it would be an affirmation of your faith, and it also would entail you to become a family member of God. So simply repeat this prayer after me, if you would. Father God, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth, and even though you were tempted in all ways, you never gave in to the temptation of sin, and yet you were willing to die on a cross so that I could have all of my sins forgiven. Jesus, thank you for saving me. I invite you into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If anyone repeated that prayer today, please send me a quick email at billkelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.